The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think any other running podcast has covered the Vol State 500K in as much depth as we have on The Adventure Jogger. Is that a fair statement, you think? I believe you're correct, sir. So this is going to be, hopefully, the most comprehensive pre-Vol State podcast ever. Jeff Stafford finished Vol State in 2019. Yep. Um, We were going to do it last year, but you got sick and I got fat. Right. Um, You are doing it this year, going for number two finish at Vol State. And I thought, how how cool to just kind of go through... The race itself, sure. what you're carrying with you, what your goals are, and just kind of give people an insight into why kind of the, the hell you're doing kind this. Kind of the ABCs of, yes. of all state. By the way, we are enjoying a nice hard salty jogger oh, yes. today on this episode. Um, if you don't know what the hard salty jogger is, it's a, a drink that we discovered at the Mid-State Mile using Element Lemon Habanero Sports Drink and Ranch Water. It's delicious. Mm. That is a tasty treat. Mm-mm-mm. It's as good as any margarita. It is. It really is. Fantastic. By the way, Element sent my son a box full of Element. My son. Now, don't be mixing that all up with your ranch water. <laughs> <laughs> That's for him. His dad? The podcast guy? No, don't no. get a dang thing. Uh, he gets a whole box of it. But anyway, I'll be sneaking some out of there so we can continue to make more hard, salty joggers. But let's get started That's good. with the race itself. The Vol State 500K is just that, a 314-mile race, essentially across the state of Tennessee. The majority of it is in Tennessee, correct. And how, how does it start? Give everybody kind of the, the breakdown of where it starts and how it starts. Okay, so it actually starts at a location called Dorena Landing, mm. Missouri, Yeah, which is just across the Mississippi River from Hickman, Tennessee. I'm sorry, Hickman, uh, Kentucky. Okay. Uh, So it starts there. You you take you actually take the board the ferry, cross over to Dorena Landing. Mm -hmm. We all get off the ferry. We stand around, pick our nose a bit. (laughs) Laz lights the cigarette, (laughs) signaling the start of the race. We all board the ferry. And your first mile, mile and a half, whatever it is back across the river, that's part of your race time. So the race has started while you're riding on the ferry. So does that mile count in the it 314? Does. It does. Are you using your watch it's, on that? It's a, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a freebie. You got to get all that stuff. So that's your most casual mile you'll have there. <laughs> yeah, because the riverboat's doing all the work. Yeah. But beforehand, you actually, the night before, you park... Oh, look, you want to back it up even further well, than that. Well, yeah, so, so, you, okay. so give so, us kind of the night before, the day before. Uh, here's most, <laughs> most everybody's going to show up in Kimball, Tennessee, which mm-hmm. is just on the uh, west side of Chattanooga area. Yeah. Right there on the interstate. And they'll check into the hotel tomorrow night, and they'll 
usually all of us, well, the bulk of us will attend what they call the next to the last supper. Okay. Okay. So, everybody, so that's it's Tuesday night because we're recording this on Monday night. It's okay. tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the unofficial gathering and we all eat. eat uh, that's on your own dime and we talk and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So you drink a couple beers out in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wednesday morning, you'll get up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and you get in your vehicle or a prearranged ride with someone else, and you ride the, uh, I'll, I'll swag it here, approximate 15 miles up to a location called Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, right on the Georgia-Alabama state line. It, okay. it kind of splits, splits it, but that's also known as The Rock, mm-hmm. which yeah. is where you finish. And you park in a uh, cornfield type area about, I don't know, it's about a, maybe a half mile from the actual finish point. But you park there, you walk up the road, and you board the buses. And they're nice, like they're, tour buses. Well, the year I went, uh, the buses didn't make it. So it was kind of a non-standard year, but typically the buses yeah, make it. They have yeah. bathrooms on board. and But uh, the bus leaves promptly at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. GPS time. If you're late... You're late. You're going to get left behind, period. Can you drive if you're late to you, the start? You, you can, okay. but I don't know how you're going to get back to your car True. later yeah. on. But, um, so it's, you leave at 7 o'clock, and what they do, uh, you board the bus, and they actually drive the course in reverse. So, and some of the veterans will point out, you know, various things to yeah. you. Turn here. There's a place to eat there. This is mm-hmm. closed then, blah, 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 blah. And we'll stop somewhere for lunch. You eat lunch. That's part of your... The bus fare, the lunch, yeah. that's part of your, yeah. your ticket that you paid to get in the thing, the show, so to speak. Eat lunch, get back on the bus, and you drive, and uh, I forget the name of the town. It's just outside of Hickman, the next town southeast of there, uh, where your hotel is. Yeah. And you check in your hotel, and then you go to what's called the Last Supper. Which is after the second to last supper, right. the, the which, next night. Yeah. <clears throat> which this, this supper is paid for. It's part of your registration fee. As is the hotel that night, and Laz goes over the you know any last minute changes to the race details, phone numbers, blah 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 yeah. blah blah. If you're hurt, call nine one one. Just right. common sense type yeah. stuff. You go to bed. Uh, you get up the next morning. The bu- load the buses. They take you up to the ferry, cross over like I said, and then you come back across, and then you're on your way. You're on your way, and you're running that first. It seems like everybody does run the first. I think Couple uh, hours. they probably do. Yeah, but then it gets too hot. And you're like, ugh. Because this, I mean, this is brutal heat. This is 90s, right. you know, the, mid to high 90s and a lot of humidity. It's, it, but you got to keep in mind the, that's what they call the ambient temperature. Mm-hmm. But you're on black asphalt. Yeah. Which is much hotter than the ambient temperature. The temperatures are measured typically at airports. Right. In the shade. Right. At a height of about six feet. Right. We don't run in the shade at a height of six feet. Well, maybe you do if you get high enough. But uh, thinking back to my <laughs> drag racing days, uh, we always wanted to know the temperature of the drag racing surface because it would determine where you'd set your tire pressure as to whether it would the tire would hook or not. Yeah. And it wasn't uncommon to see we'd use those IR heat guns and just point at the track, which is asphalt, yeah. black. And it'd be 130, 135. Not uncommon at all. That's what you're walking on. For out for, for all days. day, every day, all day, every day, and now yeah. this course is not marked. No, so unlike like a, like a course like Strolling Gym where it's spray painted arrows right and trash <clears> talk <throat> on the road, this is completely unmarked. You get a course map, and and you're on your way. 
Well, the course map map comes in uh, there's a couple there's a couple of uh john price has a book out and uh it has some turn by turn directions in it you can you can print those off copy them there's other sources online mm-hmm. where you can do that if you if you're a paper person if you prefer to carry mm-hmm. an actual map you can do that and draw lines yeah. and notes on yeah. it or i think the majority of us probably use a gpx route on our phone okay through google maps gotcha. and the beauty of that is even in airplane mode, it still works. So you don't burn your battery up all day using that. So. Okay, because I know now some watches now have a have a or you could navigation do that, from the watch. But that will take a pretty good hit on your watch if you do that. So I know most watches have multiple settings, right? And so sure. uh, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wearing a Coros Apex for Vol State this year. Um, and what did you wear? What did you run in last last time you did it? I think uh, I think it was in a Garmin. Before, okay, yeah. a Phoenix or something. It was not a Phoenix, a 935, okay. I think. So you have to charge it every once in a while, but, but there is an ultra mode on yeah. the Apex, which I think pings every five seconds or something and extends I, the battery life quite a bit. I'm not sure what their ping rate is on ultra mode, but if, if it's like or similar to Garmin, it's, you know, it's every three to five seconds or whatever you set it to. So be. are you going to run... On I'm going to leave it on full power okay. because typically there's enough opportunities where you can... Plug it in and get a quick charge mm-hmm. here or there as as needed. So, so you're doing your battery pack with you or anything, or I, just I had one, and I'll go over that when we go to the over the contents of the yeah. pack. But uh, I'm going to attempt to keep track of it and record it. Now, it may come out longer mileage wise because, as you know, when you take your GPS off and you leave it running, you plug it in. Uh-huh. It's it's still trying to figure out where you're at, and right. it's just right. There's squiggle marks all over the place. Yeah. So, so my, the 314-mile route might actually turn out to be 332. Right, yeah, who depending knows? On, on, on that sort of thing. Yeah. So what is the draw of a race like Vol State for you, who did it once, and then does, you have to decide you, you have to go back? It's, um, I, I think Laz and others have alluded to it. It's, it's not, you can approach it as a race, mm-hmm. But it's it's much more than that. Laz calls it a journey, right? Um, and it is a journey because uh, I got to think about that just earlier today, uh, looking back at my nineteen running of it, and it kind of puts you, for lack of better words, in the shoes of say a less than fortunate person, a homeless mm-hmm. person, or something something of that. You know, it's yeah because you're you're looked upon and treated much like that, and you gain a real appreciation for what a lot of those people are going through really you're yeah. you're treated like you're oh gosh like you're a vagrant yeah i've like, had i've had uh people buy my meals i've had people uh police officers typically they are is everything okay are you all right yeah you, you, you know they they you're treated completely different it's really strange uh i went into a restaurant i forget the name of the town it was next to a uh, courthouse, mm-hmm. and they were serving brunch, and I was really hungry. Yeah. And it was a pretty nice restaurant. And I walked to the front door, kind of smelly and stinky and not looking real cool. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And when the person at the door said, do you have reservations, I knew I, it was going to be a battle. <laughs> I said, <laughs> but along, so you get to a point in Ball State where you just don't care anymore. Right. And you treat others as, as they treat uh-huh. you kind of. And uh, I said, no, I don't, I don't have a damn reservation. Um, I, I, I am hungry though. I'd like to eat. Yeah. And he says, well, if you don't have a reservation, we, we can't, I stopped him. We bantered back and forth and he goes, okay, I, I'll tell you what, 
we have we have a little room on the side for you people or you can sit go over there and sit at the bar I said, I'll sit at the bar, thank you. <laughs> which, which is interesting that they think you're homeless because you're wearing you're wearing seventy dollars shorts, yeah, two hundred dollars shoes, right. an eighty dollar. It's the funk, I think. Right. The it must smell be. It must, the, be, it must be the, the funk. flies buzzing around your head. And... <laughs> because if if someone's not familiar with Vol State, no. there are no aid stations. No, it's no. not marked. No aid stations. No. You are relying on what you can find to get you moving. What you can find, and over the years, the course has developed what they call road angels. Mm-hmm. These are people that uh, live somewhere along the route, and yeah. they've seen enough people come through at certain times of the year. They just know, and they'll put out like a cooler of ice water, or they'll put up a little easy up for some shade with some chairs in their in their yard. Yeah, and um, so you rely a lot on road angels and. Uh, businesses that hopefully are open like gas stations there's a lot oh, of gas station and a lot of hunt brothers pizza <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is there a moment in a race like that you talked about you know the way people look at you and the way people treat you is there a moment in a race like that where you are outside of your comfort zone for a very long time you are outside your comfort zone for days. You know, you you live a pretty oh, yeah. luxurious life. Yeah. You've got nice vehicles, a nice home, a, yeah. a good job. But is there a moment where your thinking changes when you're out there on the course and, and you start behaving a little differently? Like, are you, are you get in tune with the primal self, if you will? You do. You, you kind of... Uh back off and that's kind of one of the and it turns out it's one of the nice things about Vol State is you tend to tune out everything Mm -hmm. except what's going on immediately around you and with yourself at that moment yeah and it's it's pretty pretty relieving just to not have to worry about anything you know you don't worry about bills you don't have to worry about this you're not in argument with your kids or you're not cleaning up dog crap or you know whatever the case may be it's so it's uh it's pretty cool. Is there a moment when you finish? Because I, I think every, every time you finish a race, a longer race, there is this relief that it's over, but then this disappointment that it's still not going on. Yes. You'll wake up for days and days and days afterwards thinking, I need to be moving. I need to be doing something. I got to go. I got to go. I got to, you know, I got, I got miles to cover today. Oh, it's, is it hot? I don't know. You know, and. Right. But uh, could, I, could I back you up for just yeah, a second? Please on, do. You, you asked about uh, how people treat you, and I didn't, I didn't cover the complete story there. Some people go out of their way to treat you with kindness. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's the other aspect of that, too. Yeah. You see a lot of uh, the real human side of people, too. Mm-hmm. But you see some real ugly sides as well. So you see the, the complete spectrum. You get treated like shit, and you get treated like yeah. you know, like you know with with kindness and yeah. yeah. Now I know as a man, this is a different experience, but I've heard that some women say, you know, a career has talked about this a couple of times that there has been hooting and hollering and oh yeah, in that oh yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it, it can get a little uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I got I got whistled at, so I mean you know yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> whistling at Jeff. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, I can no, I can totally uh, understand. See that I was I, I can't remember who I was walking with. A couple females at one time during the race, and it was twilight, not not dark, not yeah. light, somewhere in between. And you know, Bubba and the boys ride by, and they're whistling and whooping up and stopping, and hey, Bubba, 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 right? And so I I I get that. I it it happens, and um, I, I totally understand why many women are reluctant to run that on their own. Yeah. 
it, it could be pretty intimidating. Now, that being said, I mean, this takes place mainly in the state that you and I call home. Correct. And Tennessee is full of absolutely wonderful people. You yeah. mentioned these wonderful people as yeah. you run the course and they open their homes and they yep. leave water out. So it's like the, the occasional yahoos. You got, I mean, that's going to happen in any state, though. Right. You're going to have yahoos. It wouldn't matter where Vol State was. You're going to have yahoos no matter where it's at. Um, talking about walking for a second, how much... <sighs> Walking, like percentage-wise, how much of the race do you think you actually walk? It varies per individual. I think uh, I think I read something recently where Bob Hearn indicated that he, I want to say it was about fifty-fifty for him. Yeah. Well, Bob Hearn is on another that's planet. Bob, yeah, that, that's Bob Hearn. Another level. As, yeah. As is probably anyone that at uh, I'll call podium. You know, top three people. They're they're probably running fifty percent ish yeah of that race uh us middle of the packers minions whatever you want to call us we're we're probably running 25 percent, 30 percent at the very most okay so it's it's a lot of walking and shuffling and yeah it's yeah and you very wisely the first time you ran it you you figured out that the kind of key is to to lay low in the hot parts of the day and make your time up at night. Yeah, yeah, that's the best thing. And, and for anyone anyone that has not done it, you know, I would recommend you uh, get on the coattails. Obviously, of someone that has mm. that has some experience. I followed uh, uh, Karen Jackson and Bo Millwood. Yeah, the, the one and only time I've done it, and um, that that worked well. I learned some things from them. Um, but yeah, what would be okay? So let's just say. For podcast sake, someone you know, you're they're latching on to you. Yeah. What would be what would be the advice you would tell someone? Get get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> just just go away. No. <laughs> it's you know you you offer it when they. I would offer when they when they seek something or want to mm-hmm. learn something. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna volunteer a hundred things like some people just want to talking blah 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 right. blah blah for hours and hours and hours and hours about it. i'm like no uh, people a lot of folks like to listen to music when they run walk whatever i'm yeah. I, i'm in my own mind i got i got yeah. too much stud junk rattling around there already i don't need music so <laughs> <laughs> you think of you think of anything and everything during this event every, everything from uh I don't know. It's like, oh, geez, I need. To, I'll, I'll paint the fence when I get home, and you just yeah. anything to occupy your mind because you're going to be hurting. You're going to have blisters. You're going to have issues. Which is interesting because talk about hurting and and the difference in hurting when you have a race that you know. Last time you were five days and what five days? About five and a half. Five huh? and a half days. So waking up that first morning, so you you get your first day under your belt. You're starting to run again. You realize real quick what the body can can adapt to and, and what you can do, right? Yeah, your body. I, th- I think probably for most folks, uh, obviously it depends on on your if you're if you're a ten day runner, and that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. If it takes you ten days, it takes you ten days. Whatever that's your it's your journey. But right. most people after about the th- I call it about the third day after that, your body adapts. And you can pretty much tell your feet to shut up, or you know, and they could have some really nasty, gnarly blisters on it, and you just just power right on through it, and you don't even care, and just keep on moving. And I'm sure there's times out in the course, especially that first day. You said that you passed people 
crying on the first day. You weren't crying, but people were, were oh, yeah. sobbing on the yeah. first day going like, yeah. oh, my God. Well, you got to realize, I mean, everybody's emotions are different. Some people yeah. ha- have never done anything like this before. Some people have never attempted a 100 miler and they're doing Vol State, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's quite the eye opener, even even for someone with some experience, because you, you you can't predict what's going to happen or what the weather's going to be or any of that stuff. So how do you how do you get through day one? So day one is hard because you, you do a little day, more running during the day than well, you probably would normally do. Day one is typically your highest mileage day. Right. Because it's day one. Right. So, you know, depending on what your goals are, um, you may say, okay, I want to, I want to get, you want to run a minimum of 31.4 miles each day. Right. Because you have 10 days. Right. That's 314 miles. If you can't get 31.4 on a particular day, it's not the end of the world, but now you're what they're behind Oprah. Right. <laughs> Oprah is the... Uh, where, where did that come is from? The, is the ghost uh, on the course. Yeah. Uh, it's Laz's term of just uh, uh, um, an imaginary marker yeah. where you have to keep up with. Right. He calls it Oprah. Yeah. And uh, if you get behind... It's okay. You can make it up the next day, but you'll reach a point where if you get too far behind, realizing your performance is gradually going downhill right. the longer you go into the race, uh, you may not catch Oprah. Right. Oprah may just but, pass you by. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So, was there moments when you did Vol State the first time? There has to be those those day one moments. So, those day two moments when you're like, oh my God, I can't imagine. Here I am. I'm, I'm 70 miles Here's, into the course. I can't imagine doing 200 plus more miles of this yeah, yeah that goes through your mind a lot the first few days the first day i did 70 which um was was decent pretty pretty decent the next day i did i think 55 or 56 uh the next day was my worst day day three was my worst day i think i had 37 miles yeah it was absolutely for me in my mind it was absolutely horrendous right and i'm like I had to take a little bit extended downtime in a hotel. That's when my feet were at their absolute worst. That's when your brain's at its absolute worst. Woe is me. I'm never going to, this, you know, I got, God, I got 145 more miles to right. go. This is crazy. Who does this? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just, it's a big mental battle in your, in your, in your brain. Mm-hmm. And you got to get straightened out. How do you, how, how do you, how did you do it? How did you get straightened out? Cause I know some people do mantras, some people do whatever, but what is the Jeff Stafford mode of thinking that first year when it was like, Oh my God, this is horrible. This well, sucks. At, at that low point, uh, that was the worst low point was day three was, I think I just got up from the hotel. It was in mm-hmm. the middle of the day, you know, or yeah. it was like, I think I got back out on the road about six or six thirty that evening. Cause yeah. I, I took about, I think about four or four and a half hours in a hotel just because it was, I needed it. Yeah. At that point, yeah. I needed it. Got up, um, went to work fixing my feet. Uh, tincture of benzoin, you know, yeah. all the, all the yeah. goodies, popping blisters, yeah. taping, getting that done. Uh, put on my clothes that I had washed and rinsed out in the shower. Just gets rid of all the salt and grime out of it. Yeah. They're still damp, but you put those on, you put your shoes on, put your gear on. Uh, you load up your pack, and I just said, okay, let's go. So you just go out, and you start marching some miles, and 
might get worse, might get better. How do you keep from quitting, though? Because you could so easily do it. You can uh, make a call to five people to come pick you up, and they you would. You can, but here's here's the thing a lot of people don't realize. You can you can call. You have a number. You have a couple numbers you can call. Say, okay, I'm, I'm done for. I'm at mile, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> but uh, it might be the person on the phone might be, uh, they might say, it, that's, that's great, but it'll be five hours before I can get to you. Well, your choices are you can either sit there and whine for five hours or you can move for five hours. And a lot of people during that movement yeah. get to feeling better and they go, oh, never mind. I'm fine. Don't, don't bother. I'll be okay. And they, they keep on going. But Are you allowed to do that? Yes. Yeah. To call and until uncall you, it? Until you physically get in that vehicle, they could pull up next to you and you could go, you know what? I'm going to continue on. They're going to be mad at you. There's no <laughs> doubt. And they have a right, right to because there's a lot of people to tend to out on right, the course. Right. But if you didn't get in that vehicle, you can, you can continue on. Wow. So much interesting stuff in the battle of the mind and just this could be I know that, you know, bad water's getting underway in just a couple hours Tonight, from when yeah. we're recording this podcast. I wonder someone who's ran it, who's ran both those races. I wonder if there's a different level of difficulty for each one of these. And what, th- what would be the hardest foot race? Because I know Badwater likes to claim it's the hardest foot race right. in North America. But you have to think that, yes, that's a hundred and. 30 degrees, dry heat. But it's, I, you got you to gotta wonder. I, 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 I wonder what in reality is the toughest. I don't know. I, I talked to when I ran uh, uh, Ruts last month or month mm. before, whenever it was, and I was Joshua Holmes was there. I was talking to him about that very thing. We're yeah. doing some laps together. And I said, hey, what, what do you think was tougher? Because he's done both. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, I said, which one do you hate the worst? He goes, the one you're doing at the time. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good way to put it. What do yeah. you hate the most? The one you're doing at the time. All right, let's talk about gear. We'll start with the watch. You were wearing a Coros Apex, yep. 46 millimeter, the big one. Um, you fully charged that bad boy. I think it says 36 right. hours of. We're full gonna GPS find out tracking. We're gonna yeah exactly. We're gonna know exactly what kind of. I'm gonna push it. Uh, no, obviously I had to keep keep charging in mind. So mm-hmm. as long as I I'll push it as low as I can knowing I have a charging location coming up. Right. Uh, if that happens to be at 20%, okay, then I charge it at 20% yeah. or whatever. But uh, I won't charge. I want to try and see how far it'll go Okay. before I have to hit the charger. All right. Shoes. What are you wearing shoes-wise? Shoes. We are wearing this year, uh, much like 2019, I have gone back to Topo. Okay. The Ultrafly 3. Mm-hmm. Um for me, for me, and shoes are highly individualistic, but for me, it has the wide toe box, which is great for road running because especially a multi-day event, your feet will swell, mm-hmm. particularly your toes. Yeah. But for me, the uh, Topo, and they say, well, why not Ultra? They have a wide toe box. For me, the Ultra, the heel, is it fits too loose for me, regardless mm-hmm. of how I lace it up. Yeah, yeah. But the Topo has a more conventional... Uh, it's a little bit tighter in the heel, which fits me right. better. It just fits me better. Okay. So, so that's, wearing, that's what I'm wearing. Brand new pair. Of the, well, you got 13 miles on them. I broke them in. So. <laughs> yeah, you want to break them. Put a couple right. miles on them. Um, all right. So what about shorts? What are you wearing for shorts? Let's, no, let's, let's back up. Oh, we're, socks. Socks. socks we're, going, we're, doing, yeah. we're doing Swiftwick socks. Uh, How many pairs are you bringing all together? I'm wearing one pair. And this, this time, I'm carrying three pairs. 
So you have four pairs total. Total. Okay. Uh, the year I ran it, I only had, I think I had three pair, and I wished I had another pair, so I, okay. I threw in that extra pair. All right. Uh, shorts, I'm just wearing compression shorts. Uh, for me, they work well. They wick moisture. It evaporates a lot quicker as opposed to running in a pair of, I'll call them conventional shorts. You get those uh, sweaty. They're just a wet mess you're wearing right. and you run right. it you can run into chafing issues a lot quicker with something like that all right so i that i'm wearing compression shorts the shirt is the adventure jogger shirt are you wearing the race team shirt no it's a tech one the gray one okay you're wearing the adventure jogger gray yep. shirt okay yep. uh, so i'll wear that um i'm wearing the uh rail riders hat the wide the wide brim wide brim hat and it's a it's a hat that has the thing you can it's got a cape on a the cape back. cape on the back so it can cover your neck. Right. I'll wear a um, buff probably around my neck just to... Or, or One of those ultra arm. buffs we stole from the ultra yeah, table yeah, at mid It's an ultra buff, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, I have a pair of sunglasses. I don't know how often I'll wear them, but I'll, I'll take those. Okay, and then it comes <clears> down to the pack. The, the pack. The pack is here, by the way. You can't yeah. see it because it's all audio, but Jeff did bring the pack. Okay, so it's the same pack, and pack is a preferential thing to each individual. Mm. Uh, I happen to be using... This one's an ultimate direction one. It's an older one. It's very old. This it's is the same pack I ran in 2019. So it's it's sweated in. It's good to go. I think that is that the is that the the AK 2.0 adventure vest. Is that what that is? I believe that's what it is. Yeah, that's the AK 2.0. I guess. Yeah, that's the Anton Kaprichka Model Two. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, let's take it. You pull it out here. Let's, let's see all the stuff you got in here. Okay, you're gonna have to repack this. Yeah. So let's start with fluids. Yes. My preference is, it says it's a 23.7. Let's call it 24 ounce right. smart water bottle. Okay, and those are, okay. when we're saying smart water bottle, it's the smart water you see at Walmart and yep. gas stations. Yep. It's just that water bottle. And I like it because large, there's, there's 48 ounces of fluid right there. Right. So I carry that. That, that level of fluid, by the way, will change dependent on um, how far is the next town. Right. If it's if it's 20 miles, you can rest assured those are going to be full. If it's three and a half, I may only get one. So you get new new water, smart water bottles each time? Yeah, just chuck them. Okay, so when they if, if they have new ones at the gas station, you'll just grab new ones. If they don't, you'll just refill the ones you yep. have? Yep. Okay. Um, and if there is no gas station, you rely upon road angels, in which case I'll take whatever water bottle they have and, and dump it into this or uh, when you get a little harder pressed there's no no gas stations no road angels you find a for example a church that has a water spigot on the side of it and you fill up your bottle with with tap water by the way these are so light because they're not meant yeah. to be reused over and over again but the cap on these is nice yeah yeah and the beauty of this is i don't know if we've gone over this before if you unscrew the cap yeah Okay, it it has a little uh, yeah, little little nipple on little, there, little yeah. nipple so yeah. to speak. But the beauty of that is, if you carry the little Sawyer mini water filter, yeah, it screws it directly onto this bottle. It's threaded. really yeah. So you could literally dunk dunk this in a creek, screw on the filter, and you got filtered water. You know what's funny is that those, those that bottle of water probably costs when it's full of water probably what a dollar ninety nine. Something like that. <laughs> if you wanted a bottle like that, if you bought something like it said, like Ultimate Direction or some sort of, but it I'll, would be I'll, 25 bucks. I'll tell you how tough these bottles are. 
these two bottles are the same two bottles I used in Barclay Fall Classic. So they've been through hell. And they're, they hold up. They're tough as nails. You're probably going to get cancer from all the chemicals right. leaking out, yeah. of the, out of the bottles. But, but hey, why not? They're super lightweight and they, they work great. So all right. that's the fluids I carry. All right. All right. Moving on. Okay. Here we go. More of Jeff's pack. Pouch number two. Okay. This is my wallet. Okay, okay, so it's, it's a it's a um, Ziploc bag, it's a Ziploc baggie, and what it's I a, do is a sandwich size. I put yeah, sandwich size. I put some cash in there, mm-hmm. one dollar bills for. Are you like, going to a strip club or something? Right, yeah. is, there, is there a club well, on they'd the be, they'd be on the ironed, course? They'd be ironed if that was the case, <laughs> and folded very with sharp creases in them. But <laughs> so, no, the one dollar ones. Is are there great. a club at Hohenwald right. you're going to go to? <laughs> next to the next to the uh, the the elephant camp. Right, there, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the one dollars they work great for soda machines in the middle of the night when nothing, when nothing's open. So, yeah. So I'll have that in in a Ziploc baggie with a driver's license and an ATM card. Oh, we too, okay. So you bring you bring that's, like a like a bank card. Yep. Okay. All that's, right. That's my wallet. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Very nice Ziploc baggie wallet. Is this pack gonna hold up? Yeah. That pack has seen some shit. Okay. So next next one. I got. Uh, <laughs> I got several packets, couple packets of Rungoo, couple packets of Trail Toes. Okay. These are all the little individual size, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Some Dude Wipes. Okay. And some, what do you call those things? Little, wet, wet, wipes wet Wipes, yeah. In a, in a little Ziploc bag. Is that enough too. to wipe your ass for six days? I don't know. <laughs> We're going to find out, folks. <laughs> so that's that one. All right. Uh, Moving on, more packets, more pockets here. Boy, when Anton Kaprichka designed okay. this one, he didn't. Little did he know. And then what I carry, I call it for uh, emergency calories, mm-hmm. is a couple spring energy gels. And those are the speed nuts. These are the speed nuts. Are two hundred fifty calories per. One has caffeine. One does not. Um, they're lightweight, easy to carry. You've used them before. I use them all the time. But these are for when you get in a dire strait. So you, you, the plan is to never have to use those. Correct. But those are there if you need calories and yep. there's no place to get them. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see. First aid kit. This is looks to be about, you know, those medicine pouches. It's about a medicine pouch size bag. It's a dime bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, your, it's your dime <laughs> bag. Okay. So we'll, un, we'll open this up. Couple pep. I actually got four Pepto Bismol. Okay, runners. nice. So if you get enough, you are really efficient at packing. By the way, stomach. Get it out. Good lord. Jeff is super efficient okay. at packing. Then for the blister, you have your needle. If you were a drug dealer, you'd go broke because you'd put too much in your dime bags. Yeah, it's just a sewing needle to pop a blister if you need that. Okay. I've got a small knife mm-hmm. for those pen really knife. really tough blister slash callus areas that need to be popped mm-hmm. or relieved or if you need to cut your shoe away or cut right. a part of your shoe out okay got, that. got a little knife uh i have a stick with a bunch of luco tape mm-hmm. wrapped around it yep so that's ready and then i have tincture of benzoate little alcohol pads uh-huh. wrapped around a very small vial of Tincture of benzoin. Tincture of benzoin. Okay. And yeah. that's, that's nothing. It's just a fancy adhesive is what it is. Okay. That keeps this tape from from peeling away from Gotcha. Okay. So that's that's all in one little tiny little 
pocket. It's a dime bag size. It's really, you are a very efficient packer. Yeah. All right, next. Carrying on here. This may take forever because Jeff probably has his whole oh, no. house in here. No, no. We have some uh, Advil mm -hmm. and a little dime bag of salt tablets. Okay. We've got a lot of dime bags. Here. You do have a lot of dime bags. <laughs> well, you know, when you've got a lot of pills you have to take every day, you probably have plenty of those. Okay, so on the on the pack itself, I should note on the back, I've got a little uh, little blinky light on the back. Nice. It makes if, sense. If I remember to turn it on. Right. And I put an extra reflective shoelace on the back just to kind of outline okay. my profile as I'm going on the road. All right. Now we're getting to the back of the vest, uh, the this vest here. This is some uh, extra first aid stuff. Okay. More. Is that a joint in there? kind of looks like it, <laughs> it's, it's just more more blisters okay stuff. all right um keep talking yeah okay so this pack by the way is very old looking okay ultimate direction send jeff a new got bag, uh, some desitin mm -hmm. which is has multiple uses it's a lubricant mm -hmm. it's a sunscreen really oh yeah so you put that on your feet. You can you put it on your, your feet. feet in it, yeah. You can put it on your face. It, okay. It works great. Gotcha. All right. Good stuff. And we have, notice everything's in a Ziploc bag. A Ziploc bag. Because you get right there. real sweaty and nasty and you don't want to transfer all that sweat and funk. Gotcha. So there's three pair of socks. Okay. Headlamp with spare batteries. Okay, I was wondering what headlamp you're going to bring. And now that's a that's a battery so powered headlamp. One. So you, you, the thought was because I know you have you and I both have. I've this. got some fancy ones, right? But most people are going to have a headlamp that either has AAA or AA batteries. So I'm like, well, if I get in a pinch or someone gets in a pinch, I got them covered. And you can get them at gas stations. You can get yep. more AAA batteries. Makes sense. Okay. Yep. All right. What else we got here? We got uh, Patagonia Houdini rain jacket. Okay. Boy, that's right there. really small. Oh, that's a space blanket. Space blanket. Got a space blanket in there. Electronics. Okay. Which, which consists of... This is brand new. I just bought it today, by the way. Okay. That's a six and a half foot iPhone cord. Okay. You know how the regular ones are like three feet long? Right. I wanted a longer one because sometimes you want to reach, sit in a chair while you're charging okay. or something. Is that, is that a plug on the back there? Is that, so you plug this, oh, okay, that's a, that's a plug. Okay, so you, yeah, okay, it, so. It, it flips open okay. and then uh, I got one, it's got two USB slots. So, okay, one, so is one for the phone, one for the, gotcha. for okay. the watch. All right. So again, in a baggie to keep it from. <clears throat> yeah. And then. Is that a tarp? Something new I'm bringing with me this year is a survival sleeping bag oh what's the thought with the survival sleeping bag well if you want to sleep on the road somewhere and not get eat up by chiggers or whatever the case may be but it's nine thousand degrees outside it doesn't matter is it i, I tried the first year to sleep uh -huh. with this the, the space blanket and you sweat like crazy and it's constant noise every time you move it's it was horrible it's a great ground cloth you're yeah. just gonna lay down for 15 minutes right but if you want to actually sleep for me you see this thing here uh, i don't take it out i won't take it out. I, just, I just want to feel the fabric but it's, there's there's two versions of that and this one is uh it's breathable so when oh, you yeah. when you Man, sweat really in it light. It'll, yeah it'll go through huh so i think i was like don't take it out of the bag i think mr kyle Curtin has one of these as well by the way well, he so. probably lives in it because he's yeah he's a vagabond yeah Okay, is, that, is there anything more in there? I think that's it. Wow. So all of that. All of that. Now, 
again, it's very individual preference. You know, some people carry way more. Yeah. Uh, some people go as simple, believe it or not, as they carry some cash and an ATM card, and that's it. Really? Just a pack? No pack. No pack? No pack. What do you do for water? They just buy it at the first gas station, and they carry it. Okay. So each their own, I guess. And if they have blister problems, they, okay, you wait till you get somewhere where you can buy provisions to fix your blisters. I, I would rather have the stuff and be able to take care of it then. A lot of people bring umbrellas, too. I brought one the first year. I used it a grand total of once, but it was not for shade. It was not for rain. It was to smack a dog. <laughs> so, here, so what you're saying is, Jeff, you're not bringing I'm not the umbrella, bringing umbrella this time. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a, a walking stick somewhere. Uh, speaking of which, some people bring uh, trekking poles, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, again, if it works for you, it works for you. But I, it's just extra stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And I may actually, I'll probably go through this again and maybe pare it down a bit more. It's right now with the fluid. Yeah. We're looking at about uh, eight pounds. Okay. That's not too terribly bad. No. Not, not too bad. terribly bad I see all. people running ultras that have more stuff in their packs than this. Right. It's pretty pared down. You really do a good job. You, you are an expert packer. So it's, it's just lightweight stuff. I mean... Do you bring an extra pair of shorts? Is there maybe a thought no, to do that? I don't. No shirt, no shorts. I don't bring it. Okay, we may have to we may have to give away. We have to do a giveaway on that shirt when you finish. Who yeah, wants to win? I, I can sign it. Yeah, wants to win Jeff's funky <laughs> adventure jogger shirts. I won't, I won't even wash it. I'll, I'll just put it in a Ziploc baggie and mail it to you. <laughs> you get that Jeff Funk. We'll do that. We'll we will absolutely do that. What is your goal for? this Valsa the second time around knowing what you know having successfully completed it once what are your goals for this year and what do you think you can do better and different than your first year uh, goal this year it's it's a lofty goal uh, and there's there's so many variables you can't you, you never know it just, it yeah. just has to be my day my race so right. to speak my journey uh, I'd like to get it right at five days mm-hmm. or or a touch under Okay. Don't know what will happen though. Yeah. Um, that's that's the big goal. Mm-hmm. Um, day by day goals. Uh, in nineteen, I ran seventy miles the first day, and stopped for about three and a half four hours at a hotel mm-hmm. before prior to twenty four hours. Right. So this year, I want to keep moving the entire twenty four hour period. Okay. Not get a hotel until day two afternoon. Gotcha, okay. So mileage should be a little better mm-hmm. at that point okay. while, you're, while you're feeling better. So that's how I'll approach it this year. Okay, all right. And then each day after that, uh, you know, you try to get 50 to 65 miles if you can do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Brief swell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it all sounds good on paper, yeah. right? It all sounds pretty darn good on paper. Fitness-wise, you were saying while we were having dinner before we started recording, you're, you don't feel you're in good shape now as you were the first year you ran it. I don't. I don't, but um, I, I don't know why. I don't feel as well heat-adapted. I don't feel as in good a shape. Um, Time will tell. Does it really make a difference when it's 314 no. miles? No. <laughs> no. So what we're going to do is we're going to program the phone number to call in 
to the podcast into your phone. And okay. then we're going to do some some checkups, some check-ins um, through, throughout. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you start the race, give you a couple of days, and we'll start doing some check-ins out on the yeah. road. And then when you're all said and done, you'll when you come back to town, you get a nice, nice sleep in you. We'll do a follow-up episode where you can kind of give us a blow-by-blow of your adventure at Vol State so this you, year. You can start that one off with, so tell me about those goals again. <laughs> We'll enjoy a nice hard salt right. jogger while we say, hey, what were those goals again? And did you get them? Yeah. By the way, real quick, what is the finishing prize for, for Vol State? What do you get? There, there's no buckle. You get a. There's no buckle. Um, you get what's called a wedallion. Okay. It's a piece of wood. It changes every year. It's usually on a lanyard, leather or otherwise. Yeah. And it's wood burning. That's kind of cool, and you get a jacket too, right? You you pay for the jacket, but I mean that's that's just part of it. Okay, and can you get? A, if, if, I should say if you if you desire a jacket, that's that's additional cost. But most people get one the you, first year. Do you get one jacket and then you keep adding your times? Yeah, to you just it? add your time to it. I kind of like that because yeah. I know like uh, Superior One Hundred right. does the hoodie same, same with your name, and then you get a star for every time you finish right. it. I think it's that's kind of cool. Well, good luck to you, Jeff. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be hot. You're going to get heat adapted real quick. <laughs> yeah. Best of luck. And again, are you, you're going to have your phone with you, right? Oh, yeah. And could, could you post from time to time on the Adventure Jogger Instagram? Just kind of if you see some I things. I can, yeah. yeah just I keep will. us updated what's going on. I'll keep it uh, most of the day. Uh, it'll be in airplane mode just because you want to right, conserve right. that battery for when you really need the phone. But let's like snap a couple pictures maybe yeah. and just oh, yeah, yeah. upload some at yeah. night when you've got some signal. Sure. All right. We're going to take you along with us at Vol State along with Jeff let's Stanford at Vol State. Good luck to you. Fingers crossed you leave tomorrow, right? I do. All right. Fingers crossed everybody. TheAdventureJogger.com. You can check it out. Back episodes. There's gear as well, including those hot new Adventure Jogger bucket hats. Check them out. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Bye, bye.